This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. With the season that kid had last year, you would think that it would toughen him up. Am I wrong? You would think that he would have been so passionate to come back this year to show people, to prove people wrong. He, it's time for that kid to toughen up and go out there and say, you know what, doggone it, I'm going to show what I can really do. I think at some point, confidence comes from the knowledge that you can do it. Like, it comes from production, and he's not shown that he has, there's a reason why he's got no confidence. He has no production. So he doesn't really have a, a body of work to point to, and this has been going on on for three years now. Yeah, and you don't see it getting better. It's been proven you cannot win with him. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer. It is a frustrated team. Just from talking to people around the team, I think there is some tension behind the scenes just with not being able to get any productivity out of the quarterback position. On 98.7 ESPN. Your thoughts about Zach Wilson, your thoughts about just the whole thing with the with the Jets. Before we get back to the calls, Gordon, on the Ritzamini Flight Deck podcast. Mm-hmm. You remember I said earlier the job Robert Salas got to try to do to keep everything yeah. together? Right. Um, there's a leak in the ship, isn't it, Rich? The thing is, he's coming off as a Zach apologist, and that doesn't play well in the locker room. The defense, in particular, is not happy. The defense allows only 13 points in the game on Sunday, and they're hearing about the busted coverage on the TD, some third-down conversions that got away from them, and this defense knows that if any other player were performing his job the way Wilson is performing his, that player would be benched. Trust me, there's tension in that locker room. On Tuesday morning, an off day for players, I was told that this was a hot topic among players in the locker room. I get the sense from what I've seen on the sideline and from what I'm hearing that this team could be ready to implode. Oh, boy. The volcano that Gordon Damer talked about is smoldering. And here's the thing. If that does happen, that's not really on Robert Sala. Like, what is the man supposed to do? I know. He's going to be blamed for it, though. He, he clearly is. But what is he supposed to do? Even if it is his decision to play Zach Wilson, his only other option right until today was Tim Boyle, who it's pretty clear can't play. And it seems like it's not his decision. It seems mm-hmm. like the decision has been handed to him. Yep. So you're saying, hey, keep this, keep everybody calm when <laughs> there's a, the, <laughs> the house is on fire. Hey, everybody, relax. Let's stay together. Let's it, it sure it's hot right now. I get it. Your your clothes are starting to catch on flames, but all let's right. all stay. It's, it's fine. All is well. That's right. it. The fire's only Vegas. in one room. Right. I mean, what do you expect this man to do? Yep. If, if I'll tell you what, if Robert Sala is able to do that, he's being wasted on an NFL sideline. He should You're be right. over at the United Nations brokering right. peace. There's no question about it. And let's be fair, Gordon. If I'm the defense, you're the ones that start talking this stuff about 85 Bears and stuff. Yeah, I get it. Right. You, you, you know, you, so you got to relax. Uh, true. And <laughs> you, you know would think you're the ones that... talking about it. So you know, you got yeah, you had one bus. Right. Is it unfair to talk about that? He wasn't criticized. He said you can't have it. And what he he didn't just say you can't have the busted play. You can't get off the field on third down. Well, you guys haven't gotten off the field on third down. You didn't do it against Dallas, and you didn't do it against New England. 
And while I'm sympathetic against Dallas, I'm not sympathetic against New England. Got to get off the field. Absolutely. Look, look the, the Jet defense is the best part of the team, but no it's not. Let's let's slow down with this elite defense. It's this defense. It's a good defense. It's a really good, good defense. It's a good defense. But That's what it is. And they, hopefully they need it will them play better. to be elite. Yeah, and and that's you know that's really unfair to ask them, but that's what that's how right. the only way you're gonna win. Well, I mean, look, uh, the, it's not like Deshaun Watson is as bad as Zach Wilson, even when he has been bad, he he's right. been better than Zach Wilson. But you know, the Cleveland Browns defense looks like the '85. I, I'm not saying the '85 Bears. That's that's ridiculous. But you know, what I'm saying they are an elite yeah. defense. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. an elite defense. Looks good. Niners. Go go look like that. Yeah. Niners defense looks good. Yeah, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Fernando's in Brooklyn. What's up, Fernando? Uh, hi, Larry. Hi, uh, hi Gordon. Uh, good evening. I hope you guys get home safe later. Um, I just need more of a definition in terms of when you consider the draft pick of Zach Wilson or anybody that's picked like high, how do you consider them a failure? And so I'm asking that because obviously at the time of picking, you have multiple opinions out um, analysts, etc., telling you to pick a certain player in which you obviously see certain qualities which would make you think that they're good. And obviously as they play, you learn that they're not. But how can you directly consider, the, like in this case, the general manager um, to have failed with that pick when obviously you've had multiple people telling you that this person would be good? Um, I would consider it a failure if, of course, you fail to realize and it's kind of hard to do that after year one. But obviously this is year two of Zach Wilson. Um, if after this year, all, you know, they still maintain the idea that, oh, this guy's going to be our future. When obviously he's playing a full season now at this point, and you could see that he's not good. I don't necessarily see how you can say that he's a failure because of the general manager when there's multiple opinions going into it. And if I could just add in one little more question, because I've had this on my mind. You know, watching the Giants and the Jets, it just feels like the wide receivers never necessarily run a good play where they get open. And then you watch other teams where they're always running, like, quick slants where they pick a five-yard play and they get the first down. Is it just really the Giants and the Jets that never make good calls, or is it really defenses that just lock them down? Uh, thanks, guys, for your time. Appreciate it. All right, Fernando, thanks for checking in. We'll, we'll talk. We'll, let's take the second one first, Gordon. Um I mean, Gary Wilson caught one from Zach Wilson, you know, in the in, in the, the Cowboy um, game in the Cowboy game, and that's how you got one. So it it happens occasionally, not so much with the Giants last year, but I think you know if they can get Hyatt rolling and and Campbell going, I think they have the opportunity to do, get some speed and do some things as well. I would say the Giants has been tough because they really haven't had a lot of receivers to get the ball down the field. They finally do, so we'll see what happens. Look, it goes like this, Fernando. There's a bunch of people in the room. And there's so many things that you that, that so much information that you have, so much that you deal with, so many, so many pieces that you get. There's some coach, there's some scouts who will tell you, you know what? He looks great. He's got a great arm. Okay, so arm talent is important. The fact that he's mobile, that's important. All right. Now, some other one other scout may say, Yeah, but I talked to some people who says, you know what? Um, he's not really strong, not really strong leader. He lost his job. He came back. And the GM may say, well, you know what? That shows that he he's a fighter. You see what I'm saying, Gordon? Mm-hmm. Okay, so he's a fighter. So, you know, we'll, we'll take a chance. And, um, you know, because since he's a fighter, 
okay, you know, that's who we want. And then they sit down and they talk to them and they got all this information and they've got just oodles and oodles of paperwork and the background checks and people they spoke with. And they talked to Steve Young about him, who has been kind of a mentor because he also went to BYU and just all this information. And they look at all that information and they have to make a decision. And so you look and you say, okay, and this is hindsight now, Gordon, because I'm not in the room. But somebody has to look and say, okay, wh what was BYU's schedule? What was the type of competition that he played? And some may say, well, you know what? I kind of like, I like, you know, guys that have been in the, in the FBS. Give me an Ohio State guy. Give me a, an Alabama guy. Give me, a, give me a Florida guy. Give me somebody who's, who's faced better talent than what they play at BYU. It's not Zach Wilson's fault. That's the, the schedule they have. You know, so there's just a lot of things, Fernando, that you go in that you have to figure out. And then, you know, you have him work out for you. And then, you you know, you take that eye test and you see what's going on there. So there's a lot of different things. It's just that for you to take him second overall at the GM, you better be damn sure he's going to be the goods. Because he's going to be the reason. If he's not, he's the reason why you're looking for another job. Well, I, to just go back to what his other point was about the, the, the play calling, there's so much that needs to go right on an individual play. And unfortunately for both the Jets and Giants, they have one glaring issue there. For the Giants, it's their offensive line. It's kind of hard to run complex plays. It's hard to run intricate plays when nobody is blocking for the quarterback. And with the Jets... It's the quarterback play and the kind of the offensive line, too. It's not been good there either. So that's uh, it's kind of a combination of things. In terms of the draft, I don't ever – I'm not a host that will tell you, um, well, this team has got to take this guy or this team can't take that guy. This is the rank of quarterbacks. Because if you've done this long enough, if you're a fan long enough, you realize there's so much that goes into the quarterback – success or failure it's the coach it's the system it's the talent around them it's the player themselves so i i do not ever say hey you can't now i'll talk about positions i'll say it's silly for the giants to have taken a running back at number two because running back you teams don't invest in running back. quarterbacks you do but i did not sit back and say oh the jets have to pick zach wilson or they should take mac jones but I also don't think that you can sit back and say, well, you can't blame the GM. No, it's the GM's job to get it right. If I were the GM, I would have to get it right, whoever mm -hmm. the GM is. And it's, it's not with Zach Wilson. It's not one that's close. It's not like Mac Jones where, ah, you know, sometimes you see Mac Jones play well and sometimes he doesn't play well. It's kind of unknown. It's not even uh, Justin Fields, mm -mm. who we all feel like has some unbelievable individual talents, but they're mm -hmm. not being used in the right way. Zach Wilson doesn't look like he can play at all. It's true. He doesn't look like he line. can play at all. And that, absolutely, that goes on the GM. Yeah. And the scouts. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it goes on the entire organization. What were you, how did this guy get to be the second pick in the draft? Yeah. That's the question. Still trying to figure that out. We still are. I tell you, this is not going to go down right now. And we're, you know, we're talking three years in. Well, it's not going to go down. There's a banner quarterback draft. <laughs> this, 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 uh, 
Oh, the, 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 the Zach Wilson one. And it was, yeah. it was touted as, oh, so many great quarterbacks. You yeah, have, it was. You know, you know Lance um, has been moved. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you got Fields struggling. Mm-hmm. Wilson struggling. Mm-hmm. This is not going to go down. This is it's not going to be the same draft as uh, Jim Kelly. And- <laughs> no, not it's not the '83 draft. Although it was being touted that way ahead of time, um, I, I will say the Zach Wilson pick, barring something completely unforeseen, that it looks like right now will go down as one of the biggest busts in draft history. Second pick in the draft, right behind Trevor Lawrence, and. Mm. Really, by the midway section of, of year two, you knew this is not the guy. Because you won one game. <laughs> right. One game. Mm-hmm. That's what happened. Because you wanted to win that one game. Because the deep, the, what, the defensive coordinator wanted to win the mm-hmm. one game. Yeah. It was against the Rams? I think it was yeah, against the Rams. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, I think so. That one game is the difference between... Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson. Yikes. We'll continue the conversation next on 987 ESPN. Good evening. I hope you guys go home safe later. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Tackling in an open field is about effort. There always has to be a burr underneath your, your, your saddle. Always has to be something to get you going. There has to be that, that fear of getting of staring down the barrel and, and knowing that you might get cut. And I just didn't see it. I didn't see that desperation. I didn't see that, that living on the edge kind of playing with your hair on fire. I just expect more. If we don't get it, I, I don't. there has to be some, some, some changes made because this team is good enough as it showed last year, to go to the playoffs, win a playoff game, that's the given right now. Super Bowl champion Amani Toomer on with DNR this morning. Not happy with what he's seen from the Giants' defense, Gordon Damer, as far as their tackling issues, and you mentioned it earlier. Uh, you know, listen, they're going into a game with Seattle on Monday night, and let's face it, they have, with all this stuff going on with the Jets, they have been just riding under the radar, Gordon, just oh, chilling. Right, it's like the offseason. season. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. You know, it's like the, the Giants did things in the offseason. They brought back Saquon. They brought back the quarterback. But it didn't get nearly the attention. And, and this season, they've had their own issues, mm-hmm. some ugly performances. But largely, they've scooted in under the radar a little bit. Yeah, they have. Well, they won't be scooting under the radar Monday night. Everybody no, will be watching Everybody them. will be focused. And that's one. Listen, we knew that we expect the offense for the Giants would be better. Okay, because of the the additions they have, and you mentioned it, they're not great additions. But Gordon, oh. they were so they were so bad offensively. Yeah. They're great additions to this team. They should help them substantially. Waller should help them better. Uh, Hyatt should be better at stretching the field. Campbell should be good. Uh, Wondell Robinson, you know, there's some speed there, uh, and obviously bringing back Saquon. Now Saquon, day to day, will you know he he'll, he'll give it a go on Monday night probably. And that'll be a game-time decision or something of that nature. So, you know, the, the gamesmanship that coaches play with each other. But uh, let's face it, that defense has is really the stability part of that Giants team, especially their front. Dexter Lawrence and uh, Leonard Williams getting paid a lot of money. And you need them to really put some more pressure 
on 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 the opposing quarterback so this Giants defense can help the offense out, give them a short field and do some things. Yeah, the Giants stars have not really stepped up as of yet. Now, they've had a very difficult start to the schedule. Uh, they had the, the one win that they got in Arizona, which looks a little bit better now uh, after Arizona knocks off the Cowboys. So yeah. we're learning things as we go. But uh, they, the Giants have not been – if you thought coming into the season that last year was just a product of the schedule and it was just a fluky year, there's not been anything you've really seen so far this year that would make you not feel that way. Yeah, they, they, they're just not, you know, I, and I think it's, you didn't, you you hope they would beat Dallas. You you knew they'd have to play very well to beat Dallas, mm-hmm. but how they lost to Dallas and then yeah. those first six quarters with the bad game by Dallas and the first half against Arizona, it kind of really set you back a little bit, Gordon, about what to expect. Now, even though they came back and beat Arizona, and as you mentioned, after what Arizona did to Dallas, it, it looks it looks a little different. It still kind of sets you back as to, you know, maybe maybe this team is not a playoff team. Yeah, uh, I mean, you you have to hope that this is the worst stretch that they have, uh, because the only the only thing that you can look at through the first three games of the Giants season that would make you say they're a playoff team is it, it generally is the, the the something along the lines of well somebody's got to make it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is the yeah. NFC. They do take seventeen. Uh, somebody's got to make it. That's basically what it is right now. Uh, it, it, there's not a lot that you've seen in these first three games that would make you say, oh, no, Giants, yes, absolutely. Now, they've played some tough teams. Niners mm-hmm. are a tough team. They don't match up against really talented teams. They're not at that stage yet. But until they get the blocking and the tackling situation squared away, it's kind of hard to see things getting significantly better. Now, the schedule does ease up a little bit, but – if the Giants and Giant fans are still thinking, hey, we're a playoff team, somebody's got to make it, Seahawks are thinking the same thing. Absolutely. And they need this win. Giants need, need this, this win. win. This, In your th- building? These are the kind of games that you kind of have to have. Yep. Like, right. if they lose to the, the Seahawks at home, I'm not saying the season is over, but those are the kind of games that you have to win because then after that, you're at Miami and at the Bills. Yeah. There's only so many Commanders and Jets and Raiders on the schedule. Yeah, and then you have to get one of those to even, to make up for the fact that you didn't yeah. get the easy one. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you know it doesn't always work out that way. The math doesn't always work out mm-hmm. when you have to do it that way. Well, look, they already have two losses. They still have another game against the Cowboys, which would be hard to hey, look. Every game is different, but they right. don't play well against the Cowboys, so uh, that would be a loss there. That's three losses. The two Eagles games, they don't play well against them. That's five losses. You got the Bills, who are one of the more talented teams, and that's on the road. To just simply say, hey, we don't play well against the most talented teams. Well, if they're all losses, then you got to win all the other games. Yeah. That's right. And that's not easy to do. Not easy to do. Amani Toomer, very focused on the defense. And um, he's wondering, like a lot of folks, although he did get a a sack last week, Kayvon Thibodeau, Amani's kind of down on him early. I just feel like he knows how to be a star off the field, but I don't think he knows how to be a star on the field. And, you know, you can have all the the personality and all the be a great New York City athlete, 
but it all boils down to one thing, and that's what you do on the field. And I don't know if he's gotten that yet because he shows up at times. He had a sack early on, and he did a sack dance. That was your first sack of the season. Like, I, I, I want him to be much better. He has the ability to really ignite this entire defense because what makes a secondary better a great pass rush, and that's what we don't have right now. Unrealized talent gets coaches fired. It does. <laughs> yes, it does. And this was a guy that was highly touted, Gordon. Now, remember, there were some thoughts, some comments about him. He doesn't play hard all the time. You know, sometimes he takes plays off, things of that nature. And we already know that, you know, earlier this season, a Wink Martindale, the defensive coordinator, had to sit down, pull him, have a little chat with him about his style, about his play and whatnot. So, you know, that he was talking about how the criticism with, you know, the fans and so on and so forth. So, you know, young fella, just go out there and play. You know, if, if you go out there and play and give it your all, your things open up. Opportunities are there. And then you, you're spending so much so much time defending that you're not playing well that it's it's hindering your play even more. And and as you said, this was the rap against him that sometimes, despite the amount of talent that he has, the the there were some effort questions. He tends to disappear in in certain moments, and that's certainly I, I think you've gotten the first case example of that so far this year. I mean, outside of the one sack, you've not seen him impacting the football game very often. No, yeah, now, he's no. not the only one. And again, he's a second year player. It takes a little while. I'm not going to say he's a bust just yet, but he was the fifth pick in the draft. Yeah. And there were some other guys that were rumored that they could have taken. Absolutely. You know, to give him that pass. And listen, you know what? Maybe an offensive lineman not, might not have been bad in that well, spot, too. Unfortunately, they took another offensive lineman in that draft a couple of picks later, and it's, it's not like he's shown you a whole lot either. Yeah, this is true. This is true. We'll come back and take more of your phone calls here on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Gordon, Dante in Queens wants to weigh in on the situation with the Jets. Dante, you're next on 98.7. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. What's going on? Um, Just wanted to chime in. You know, this is the thing. We could talk about and crucify Zach Wilson to the cows come home. But he's not who you need to be mad at. The the bozos that are in the Jets' front office that get paid to evaluate talent, you don't have to be a football savant or genius to know that the quarterback is the most important position in football. They don't have to be a Hall of Famer or just be, just be decent and then build from there. You know, and... Oh, okay. Drop. All right, Dante. No, I mean, I think we've kind of hit on that. I mean, yeah, when, when it when it goes like this, uh, the, like the idea that there's one person to blame is is the is the problem. Of course, there's plenty of blame to go around. So yes, yeah. there's blame on the quarterback. There's blame on the coach. There's blame on the offensive coordinator. And and really, when it's this bad, I think that the blame has to get larger the higher up the chain you go. Larry. Absolutely. Absolutely. The the higher up you go, the worse it is. And then, you know, that's, that's the fact of the matter. And now the question becomes, you know, what are you going to do to try to get wins? That that's the next question, whatever the game plan was against Bill Belichick, Gordon, throw that out. It didn't work. So now you got to come back and try something else and your faith. Now 
I will say this. Kansas City has a good defense. I don't think it's as good as New England. It's comparable to New England, but I don't yeah. think it's as good as New England because I just, you know, and Spagnolo's a heck of a defensive coordinator. Not Belichick, but he's a heck of a defensive coordinator. And so, you know, it, it, Nathaniel Hackett's got to go in there and come up with something that's going to be able to, you know, g- get the running. Gordon, it's really about, and, and listen, I get it. How do you run when teams put eight, nine in the box? I understand it. But there's ways. I've seen teams do it. Okay, line running back up in the in, put him in the slot. I mean, you tried something. You started something with Gary Wilson in the backfield. You know, more looks like that. Maybe you know, don't Gordon. I think you can't get discouraged if a, you get a line like that and it doesn't work the first time, and then you never go back to it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You have to be able to be patient with it. Okay, they stopped it this time. So let's run it a different way. Let's go to the other side and run it a different way. Or give them the same look, but don't give it to whoever the don't give it to Wilson in the backfield. Throw it to somebody else because that's the look they think you're gonna give them. You know, it's gotta be something else that you do that can, you know, help the kid out. Because, you know, you you it, it's incumbent upon you. We understand what you're dealing with, but that's what they brought you in here for. You gotta be able to figure it out. That's why you get paid the big bucks, baby. Yeah, but maybe it's the unsolvable puzzle, right? And maybe it's just you just can't work with it. Um, yeah, well. You know, for all the talk about, well, you, you can't run against this many. They threw the ball 36 times against the Patriots. I know. 36 throws. I know. And it, and it totaled 157 yards. Uh, they didn't throw it far. <laughs> well, I, I, I mean, again, that they really can't throw it far because they their can't. offensive line is not going to hold up. Nope. <laughs> I mean, it's not going to hold up, and he holds it too long. So it's a yeah. bad combination. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And the offensive line is like, listen, we, I'm not. How long do you think I'm going to block this guy? <laughs> you mean, Gordon? You mean you still have the ball? You still got the football? You haven't thrown it away yet? Come on. Do you think there's any possibility that Chris Jones, after his performance against the Jets and their offensive line, and Zach Wilson holds out again because his production has jumped up even higher? And now he's going to have a second holdout, even though he just got a new contract. I would be honest with you. If, if his agent was any good, mm-hmm. he would have put a, a clause in there for this game that he could have got. You know, this could be one of the benchmarks of him getting a little bonus, a little bonus action. Yeah. Well, I, I, I think uh, Derek Thomas has the record for yes. sacks in one game at seven, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Can't possibly be that bad. No, 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 no. No, it won't be that bad. See my fingers? <laughs> Larry's Chris, crossing his fingers. Chris is in your toes. He's not going to show me the toes, but I'm sure he's crossing the toes too. And, and the eyes, but I'm afraid they might not go back. <laughs> Chris is in Yorktown. What's up, Chris? Hey, fellas. How you doing? What's going on, Chris? You know, what's the chances that maybe that kid they signed from KC, the receiver, he gets in this, one of these games, and maybe they do an end around or something just to mix it up a little? I would like to see him. I don't know why we haven't right. seen him. It's yeah. a big mystery. Nobody yeah. has an answer. I don't understand why he doesn't play. Why doesn't he? I mean, I don't know what they signed him for. I think it was a one-year deal. But, I mean, he has, I don't even think he's seen the field. Maybe once I've seen him out I think he has there, one catch. Three games. Yeah, he's got one catch, Chris. One catch. Yeah, he's got one catch. So, Thanks I mean, for maybe the phone get call. him Nobody in there, knows. you know, an end around. 
Yeah, I okay. hear you. Thanks for the phone call. Nobody knows, Gordon. We've been, I've asked Samini about it. No, nobody knows. Nobody knows. Gordon, maybe he's this year's Denzel Mims. Doesn't know the, the can't figure out what you know, the receiver is. A certain receiver, these spotty's got to run. You know, I don't know what it is. Well, look, there's been plenty of criticism on Zach Wilson, and rightfully so. And it feels like at this point, it's been talked to death. Yes. That's not to say that the coaching staff is doing a good job. They're not. No, it's not. They're no. Not. And you'd like to think that this might, at some point, let's see the creative plays. Let's yeah. say, what are the plays that you have to, you are going to call to win a game if the backup quarterback comes in, right? Mm-hmm. You're not going to call the most elaborate plays in the world, but you have to figure out something that can give you a little bit of an edge when you don't have an edge at quarterback. Mm-hmm. Where are those plays? Yeah. Uh, they don't have any. I, I, I mean, let, let's see some creativity rather than just running the ball, running the, run the ball, run the ball, pass the ball. Pass the ball, run the ball, run the ball. That's, that's, that's what works. Rex did it. Keeps I, yeah. telling us that he did. Yeah. <laughs> Rex had a far better offensive line. He had a far, far better offensive. You know what? Quarterback wasn't bad either compared to this guy. Quarterback wasn't that bad. Quarterback oh, wasn't that I, bad. I, look, the Jets have not had a great history of quarterbacks. This might be the worst it gets. Yeah. Yeah. Like outside of, I, I can't think of all the the different backups that they've had, but yeah. I mean, I had some. I had a call on Sunday where somebody said, "I never thought I'd miss Bubby Brister." <laughs> oh my god! Well, the only one you could say is 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 people that didn't get on the field, like Hackenberg never was able to get oh on my the field. God. Oh, so yeah. I, I don't know how bad he was. He was pretty bad. He yeah. had to have been horrendously bad. If he couldn't get on the field, that's a couldn't bad. get on the field. A Jack quarterback. Dennis is in South Jersey. What's up, Dennis? Hey, Larry. How you guys doing tonight? What's going on, Dennis? Hey, I just wanted to run some stuff by. I talked to you last week about, you know, would Salah get fired if they didn't make the playoffs? And I kind of was thinking about this a little more and more. I don't think anybody's going to get fired. And I'm going to explain why, because Aaron Rodgers controls the whole narrative here. Mm -hmm. And if they try to fire this coaching staff with Hackett, He's going to lose it. They owe, they have him for two years on the contract. He already he already said he's coming back to play next year. The owner's in, godly in love with him. He went all in with this guy. I think all the whole crew's getting a mulligan. I think that if, obviously, he comes back, uh, I don't see uh, Wilson being on the team next year. I already know that. They'll have to get some type of quarterback either in the draft to sit behind him or pay big money for a backup. I agree with that. But I don't think anybody's going anywhere here. I, I, last week, I thought Salah might have been in trouble. But the way he's nonchalantly playing this whole Zach Wilson thing off, I, I think they all – I hate to say it. I think they all know that, look, we're going to ride this out, prove to everybody that, you know, that everybody already knows that Wilson's horrible. They can't get a quarterback anywhere else. That's proven already. They got Trevor Simeon. Nobody's going to trade them a quarterback without trying to rob them. And I think they're going to ride this out. Uh, Rodgers is actually protecting all their jobs. What do you think? Well, I'll say this, Dennis, and thanks for the phone call. Um, he may he may want to protect his guy. He may not protect everybody else. You know what I'm saying, Gordon? He may protect yeah. his guy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, no, I'm. Listen, I don't care what you do. Leave my guy alone. <laughs> and you know, this is, this would not be the first time that a Jet head coach 
had to come in and retain some of the previous coaching staff that was there. So um, I hear what you're saying, Dennis, but I think really it depends on how bad it gets. Yep. If this is a five, six win team, Gordon, Somebody's got to pay for that, and it's well, not. I mean, just people the are talking like they're not going to win a game all year, right? Like people are thinking, well, we might have a top three pick in the draft. If they it's win only. three or four games, I don't even know if Aaron Rodgers could save them because I know. You, you, can't, you can't, you can't be embarrassing. No. And right now, it looks like it's on. Again, it's only three games, but it looks like it's on the road to being embarrassing. And I would agree with him that my first instinct would be, hey, everybody kind of gets a pass, but it. it it has to fall into a certain range of acceptability. Mm-hmm. Yes. And three wins is not in that range. And for him to say that that Salah looks uh, relaxed, that, that, that that's the way he's reading it, I look at Salah and look like he's defeated. Mm-hmm. It feels like he's just beaten down from dealing with the same thing over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. And the next thing becomes, okay, if they are that bad, and they do have a high first-round pick. Are you letting these folks make the choice? Are you let Are you letting these folks make the choice in your first-round pick? I don't know, Gordon. I'm just saying, I don't know. I'd have to think long and hard about it. Long and hard about. You might that. need a darkness retreat. I might need two. I might need two darkness retreats because here's what I'm staring at. I've got a GM who's been here, what now, four years, five years? Well, he came uh, well, at the end of – three drafts. He came in the, the – the, so this is his this is his fourth year. I okay, think. so he's got a six-year deal. Mm-hmm. Okay, so next, next year, year will be his fourth draft. Okay, so next year will be year five? Yeah. Okay, so next year will be year five. And my offensive line is still garbage. Mm-hmm. Five years, four drafts. And my offensive line, I'm still, I'm still wondering what's going on with my offensive line. And he picked the number, and and the number two quarterback he picked is. Oh, horrible. excuse me. Next year is his fifth draft. He's already had four drafts, so he's been here a little longer than four years because okay. he came after the draft that got Quinn and Williams. Right. Okay. So 2020 so is- was his first year. That was the Becton draft, Denzel Mims and those. Right. The second year, they take Zach Wilson, number two. Right. Then he has the awesome draft. Right. Gardner and Wilson and, and Brees Hall. And then mm-hmm. this past draft where, you know, very early on. Right. This is four. So next one will be five. All right. So and my offensive line, Gordon, <laughs> exhibit A, I, you know, I mean, yeah, the one draft was really good. I give him credit. The one draft was really good. Give him credit. Jamal Adams trade, really good. Give him credit. But the other things, it, it, they don't balance out. They don't balance out. Nope. So if I'm trying to if I'm trying to get a, a franchise quarterback again, I'm gonna have him pick it? There's no way. No, not, not I can't do it. I don't know who the guy was that picked Ryan Leaf. He didn't get to pick another one, I'm pretty sure. Can't do it. Uh, I can't have I, the guy that picked pick. uh, uh, the guy with the Raiders. I don't think he got the Jamarcus pick a Russell. One. Jamarcus Russell. I don't think he got the. I mean, that's what we're talking about here. Yeah, we are. That level. Yeah, it's that bad. More of your conversation next on ninety-eight seven ESPN. All the answers are right inside me. This is ESPN New York tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on ninety-eight point seven ESPN. So, Gordon, before we get back to the phone calls, how's the fantasy team going? 
<laughs> it's it's hanging in there. We got a nice win last night. I was a little distracted during the show, but mm-hmm. uh, hanging in there. Two and one on the season. Okay. Still working some things out. All right. Sometimes right. it's better off to lose early because then you get the waiver priority to pick up the free agents like uh, Devon Achan, mm-hmm. running back for the Dolphins. He's the pick, the hot pickup this mm-hmm. week. Obviously, after he uh, you know ran up and down the the Denver Broncos, but I. If two and one, I got no shot of getting that guy. So sometimes right. it's actually a good thing to lose a little bit early on, but we shall see. All right. Well, good luck. You with know, that. I have to give it up though. There's too many between the gambling, my actual team, the fantasy team. It's like impossible for me to have a weekend where I'm not regretting one thing. Mm-hmm. Like if my if the Dolphins win and I win my bets, then I'm focused on the fantasy team doing poorly. Like mm-hmm. if there's too many things that need to line up to have a a successful weekend. Uh, any bye weeks in fantasy? No, no bye weeks. Every Sorry, single I'm week. Trying to help you out. Yeah, no, there's nothing, <laughs> nothing that can be done. Nothing that can be done. Buddha's in the Bronx. Hey, Buddha. Hey guys, how you doing tonight? Buddha. Hey, let me ask you something before I get into this New York Liberty. I just came for the game, but um, okay. have you ever seen a quarterback and a general manager? have so many people who are just not willing to let go of them, like fans. <laughs> They'll throw the coach away in a second. Yeah. From Zach Wilson and Joe Duck. What, what? Have you ever seen anything like that? Like people who, who produced, like, nothing. <laughs> five years, like you said. General yeah. manager, five years, not a sniff of the playoffs. And then Zach Wilson, I mean, ooh, I, I just – I want, what is it that people are seeing when they're like, you know, it, it's not his fault? <laughs> Different things you hear. Do you guys feel that way? Uh, we hear it, and uh, you know, it's 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 interesting, but um, you know, it's also the minority. I mean, most people are most people are killing them. Are killing them. Most and of it are. almost feels like that the the killing is just so much that or just by <laughs> uh, there's going to be somebody that says, well, wait a second, it's not all his fault. So they yeah. go the other way. But I, I think, I, I don't know, Larry, you, you tell me. I feel like it's 95-5. I think it's 98-2. <laughs> Which might also <laughs> be the score the Sunday Douglas? night. <laughs> really? You feel the same way for Joe Douglas? I keep hearing all the time. Every time. Oh, no, Joe Douglas absolutely is. Yeah. It is, but you know what, Booger? GM. It's starting to turn. Yes. It's starting to turn a little bit. It is starting to. Yeah. T- you're right. He he's He's been the Teflon guy. Mm-hmm. But this the combination of. Wilson and the offensive line has really started to turn people. And Trevor Simeon today has not helped his cause either. No, no. But, you know, with, with him, at least he has here. some things that he can point to. It's not nearly enough. But when you're a fan base, like I think the Jet fan base is just so down. The quarterback is god-awful. The coach has given you absolutely nothing. So it's almost like the GM gets elevated in their eyes because at least he's done something. Yeah, he's done something. This hasn't been enough. I mean, I, this no, is my humble opinion. Absolutely. You yeah, know, I, right. I thank God for Joe for, for Joe Willie. I mean, somebody to speak for the fans. I mean, you know, it's, it, I felt like that that speech needed to come out, like maybe even last year. But I'm glad he did it. Somebody had to do it. And somebody had to do it that was beyond reproach. You know what I mean? Because there's always absolutely. some way that they try to tear you down. You're negative. You're this. You he's getting he's him. been criticized, Buddha. Yeah. People have criticized him today. You shouldn't have said it. Yeah, yeah, it's been bad. It, it's been it bad been. here. It has been. But listen, look, at least we got one team in New York City that we could root for, we could get behind them. I mean, Liberty, they didn't play their greatest game tonight, 
But what I loved about it was, like, it was a pick-me-up game. Mm-hmm. You know, the starters, the stars, I mean, Stewart got the award, you know, her MVP and all that, but mm-hmm. she didn't really play well. Yonescu was kind of, you know, in and out shaky. But Vandersloo and Laney, you know, like two supporting cast players, they really mm-hmm. carried the team, and, you know. It was a good experience, man. I had some great seats. I mean, listen, I, I got to enjoy some sports in New York sometime. I'm kind of so you, So you realize, Buddha, now you will be expected to attend the next two games in Connecticut because they lost the first game. You come, they win to even the series. So you, you know, and Mrs. Buddha will be headed on the road. Jersey, uh, no, the Connecticut, Connecticut. I'm only going to Brooklyn. You know what I mean? These guys, these holes are serious. You know what I'm <laughs> All right, Buddha, thanks for checking in, my friend. Glad you enjoyed the game. Oh, going a couple of things to wrap up before we say goodnight here on 98.7 ESPN to recap a couple of our lead stories. We don't have to recap the Jets. We've done that forever. And we talked a little bit about the How Giants. are they going to so do it tomorrow, down. Larry? How are they going to do it tomorrow? What's going to happen uh, tomorrow? Well, Samini's going to do it for them tomorrow. Right, well, yep, tomorrow yep, is yep. – well, no, tomorrow's going to be everybody's reaction to Joe Namath. Mm-hmm. You now, know, the players that, talk today? No, they have today off. They have today Only off. Only Gary Wilson spoke because he was on with Barton Hahn. Uh-huh. So tomorrow, the players will speak. Mm-hmm. Quarterback normally speaks. I don't know. Wilson usually speaks Wednesday, maybe Thursday. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so tomorrow will be the reaction. You know, Joe Namath, so on and so forth. What are you looking for? And Kansas City, you start to get a you know an idea. Uh, you hear from Kansas City's coach, Andy Reid will check in, probably Mahomes. So we have some audio from that. So so that that will be the situation tomorrow. How Zach Wilson, now that Trevor Simeon is here, how do you feel? Do you feel your job's in jeopardy? Is there any more pressure on you? You know, so uh, the fun begins tomorrow. So that, that, that'll be ESPN New York tonight, tomorrow. And then we'll find out with the Giants whether, you know, Saquon Barkley practice tomorrow. That will be a thing. Andrew Thomas, is he going to be able to go Sunday? Is he back in the lineup? So we'll have some stuff about, you know, that. Uh, the other thing that's going to be interesting for me, Gordon, that, that I can't wait to hear from you is, first of all, I know how I feel about it. I think Michael King has proved that he's going to be in your starting rotation next year. Not much has gone right for the Yankees this year, but their development of him at least is one thing that you can look back on in the second half of the year and actually feel good about because he's looked very good. Uh, And it's sometimes a a challenge when those guys that go from the bullpen, there's a reason why they're in the bullpen. Mm -hmm. And to see him go from the bullpen to the the starting rotation and do what he did tonight against a good Blue Jay hitting team, you know, some dangerous hitters in that yeah. lineup, even though the offense is not as, as good maybe as, as we think. Um, no, that has definitely been a positive in the second half of the year. Gordon, I hate to do this to you, but I oh. gave you the positive first. Oh, no. So I hear Frankie Montas is pitching this weekend. Is that right? Yes. Oh, what a way to go out. Like, they usually have, like, fireworks <laughs> night. <laughs> Oh, can't you wait? Well, you know, we got to see Frankie at the end of the season. He he, he threw those three innings and uh, looked really good. By the way, um, did you see the other story, the NBA story that happened uh, the other day? Which one? Ben Simmons yes, is ready that. to go, Larry. That's right. He's ready to go. He's healthy now. He's set to begin That's training it. camp. No That's restrictions. It. Nothing. Everything's good. <gasps> That's right. Everything's good. Joe Leo is partying as we speak, getting ready uh, to see sure. Ben Simmons. Oh. Getting ready. Mm-hmm. All is right with the world now. Mm-hmm. Ben Simmons is going to be ready, and he's going to be a difference maker on that team. 
depending on how many games you play. Yeah, it's only a matter of time before that goes wrong. And I also looked it up, but we had that call earlier about uh, yes. Otani and the MVP. Yeah. He is mm-hmm. right now minus 20,000 oh to win the MVP. So, yes, he is the overwhelming, yeah. overwhelming, overwhelming favorite. He is going to be the American League MVP. Yeah, there's no question about it. Uh, the other thing I wanted to discuss with you was, you know, the Milwaukee Brewers have won the Central again. Mm-hmm. That's two of the past three years. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, you know, the council says he might want to take a year off. Mm-hmm. Doesn't want to take a year off. I mean, wh- what is what? How does he make that decision, Gordon? I mean, coming off a playoff, I would think that he would want to continue to roll. Maybe he wants to take a year. If he wants to take a year, what what is, does that mean? That Buck has to stay? That's crazy. That would be crazy. Yeah, I think that he might want to take a year off, and then if David Stearns wants him, Steve Cohen will break out the checkbook and and things will start to happen, I would think. Yeah, I would think so. But uh, as Michael Kay says, if you want to see, if you think the Yankees are analytical, oh, baby. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. (laughs) Yep, yep. Math is coming to Queens, baby. (laughs) Hop on the math train. And I'm oh, sure Craig man. Council will find out our favorite line from any professional wrestler ever, Larry. That's Everybody it. has mm-hmm. got a price. That's right. And he's got his. <laughs> yeah. His agent knows what his price is. Mm-hmm. And Steve Cohen knows what his price is. So it'll be interesting to see if he meets that price whatsoever. That's going to be fun. Gordon Damer, I heard you this this morning doing a fabulous job on those updates. Do the same tomorrow, my friend. I'll see you tomorrow night. All right, Larry. Sounds good. That wraps up this edition of ESPN New York Tonight. We thank you for joining us. Uh, Harvey, Julian, thank you very much. The conversation continues here on 98.7 ESPN. Good evening. I hope you guys go home safe later. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN.